Yes. When you go back to India, are you like a big star? No. Okay. I'm not even a big star here. That's not true. That is very true. It's it's like you get back home and 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 you're like you're once my ego starts like getting inflated and bigger. Mm-hmm. Your kids get it right down. <laughs> so that is your sense of reality, and you're like, yeah, whatever. That makes sense. I know. I'm like, look, your mommy has made this for you. It's delicious. I don't like it. <laughs> okay, great. We'll live with that. You're like, but I'm I'm the tournament champions winner. Damn it. <laughs> and so, that's your problem, not ours, mom. Manit Chauhan can be found cooking up joy and bringing flavor to your favorite screen. She's a successful restaurateur in Nashville, originally from India, Food Network Tournament of Champions winner, author, mom, world traveler, and the personification of hard work paying off. With so many things going on, it's no wonder she lives and exists in the moment. I'm Tommy McFly, right before the D.C. Central Kitchen Capital Food Fight, where she was a celebrity judge, Manit and I took a stroll, talking about how she balances the wonderful chaos going on in her life. She laced up her bedazzled rainbow sneakers, and we dug into topics like teaching math, Indian food, Bollywood music, the Marvel Universe, and the importance of helping people. Come on, as we walk a mile. We like to start off with a couple like quick step-off questions. Okay. First thing you think about when you think about Washington D.C. Delicious food. You know, uh, one of my one of my greatest uh, dining experience has been at Rasika. That's because um, you know what Chef Vikram did with with Indian food made a big impact. I also think of the Easter egg roll, uh, which I was invited at the White House for, which was incredible. So yeah. When did you do that? Obama's. I'll tell you how I'll figure it out because my daughter was three, uh, uh, 2014. We did meet each other. I hosted the Easter egg roll. Oh my God, are you serious? Yes. And so when you when when you were here in 2019, you're like, I know you. We yes. were like, I don't know. We don't know each other. We know each other. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, we just figured it out. That was yes. It. Thanks, I mean, Obama. Oh my, I know. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, it was like I was making this turkey healthy burger. It was so fun. I was on the music stage. You were on the food yes. stage. By Michelle Obama's garden. Yes. Look at that. We should have had this conversation three and a half years ago. Well, then, then we wouldn't have had. We wouldn't have had. <laughs> I know you. Oh my God. Tell me about the thing you like to do that's not cooking. Because we just talked about before we got started all the cooking things you do. Yes, I love traveling. Traveling is amazing. But then I think it also it boils down to because I love to eat. So I get to get uh, to eat all of these amazing things. I love talking, as you can figure it out. <laughs> um, I love Bollywood movies. I love Bollywood dancing. Though um, what I completely lack in grace, I make up in enthusiasm. That's all you so, gotta do. That's all it is. Same as karaoke. Yes, yes. What are you listening to right now, music-wise? I, I'm listening to some Hindi music. Yeah, it's like you know, uh, some like old melodious numbers. What's a good Hindi music for starters? Yeah, there is a really cool one. It's called Amritsari Churiya, but it's dancing. Like every time that starts, and I'm like on the floor dancing. That's the one you need to like get into. Yes, yes, yes. How do you spell it? Uh, or say it? It's Amritsari Churiya. I'm gonna put it on my Spotify. I will, if not, I'll, I'll send you a text with with the link to it, okay. and you'll know why. Because as soon as it starts, you're like, okay, you just you can't. There's something in that just that pulls you to the dance floor. Now you travel all the time. What's like your go-to travel? Are you a bag checker? Are you a carry-oner? Uh, if I travel by myself, then I am a carry-oner. Um, uh, 
if I am traveling with the kids, then dang, it's so many bag checks. Though I'm glad that they're not as young as they were when we had to have the stroller and things that I don't want to remember about. Yes. <laughs> you just block it out that from back in the out, day. Yes. They were the easiest at that time to travel because you would put them in a baby brawn and they would not move, <laughs> right? But all the paraphernalia was crazy. Now, you don't have to take so much stuff, but they just can't sit still. And they're it's mobile. Like, you yeah, can get away. Exactly. It's like the flight is about to take off. Are we there yet? No, sweetheart, another 16 hours to go to get to India. Not there. So not there. From Nashville, favorite country song right now? I'm not into country songs, so I really wouldn't know it. Really? I'm pretty much, I know, it's so embarrassing. How do you avoid it? I feel like it's in I, the air. I don't. I, I listen to it, I enjoy it, but I, it doesn't register. Like, if you ask me a country song, I'm like, hey, good looking, what's cooking? I mean, like, seriously, I'm just <laughs> going to date myself, but that is, again, it revolves around cooking. That's why I know it. Spring ingredient of the season. What are you looking forward to using? It's, it's always the same. It's like fresh morels and ramps. Okay. Like it's, it's, I know it's so cliche, but it's like, because I do this really incredible, um, we do these, uh, this uh, non um, morel, non um, yeah. stuffed nuns. Um, and then we have like morels on top of it. And then we make a ram butter and a ram chutney. So that, that it's like, you know, but it comes and goes. Mm. So you're like, you know, if you like, if you just blink, it's gone. So yeah, it's very cliche. Being in DC from time to time, favorite thing in DC to do that doesn't involve eating? Walking down the wharf. I love it. There's something very peaceful about it. It's, it's a paradox because you turn over here and there is this water and it's peaceful and there are all of these gorgeous boats. Then you turn over here and there is life. And I think that is, that combination is, is, is a combination I haven't found anywhere. Either, you know, because either you're in the middle of a really bustling city or the serenic. The fact that it gets both of these worlds together is, it's very unique. And then there's a monument up the hill. It's crazy. I, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's amazing. Your glitter rainbow shoes, they're fabulous. Where are I they know. from? Uh, Amazon. <laughs> just search as classy famous as that. <laughs> glitter as rainbow shoes. Oh, that's what I do. I mean, I'm like, I, I just did a show. <laughs> Each and every outfit, there was a different glittery shoe. And everybody's like, oh my God, where did it go? I'm like, just go, just go to Amazon. Like, that's what it is. So yeah, as, 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 um, as fashionable as that. Fantastic. But I can live in this. I live in these shoes. They're beautiful. I know. How do you get in the holiday spirit for like holiday wars? And I'm assuming like June when they film it. Yeah. You walk into the sets and the way they have set it up, you're like, oh, what just happened over here. <laughs> so it's very difficult not to because it is glaring in your face. <laughs> and then you know what? I think when people say that you get into the holiday spirit of things, hey, you should be in the holiday spirit the entire year. Mm. Just just be happy. That's that's what it's all about. So we are in the anthem. This is the first time, by the way, Manit, that we've ever had like a rain delay on a walk a mile. They've all happened outside. So we're going to walk around the anthem you thought that when you were going to meet me, it was going to be normal? Yes, exactly. Come on! So this is where I thought I was going to have a time. We were going to walk around, maybe see a couple of cherry blossoms. But this is actually cool because we're walking through the anthem right before the Capital Food Fight for DC Central Kitchen gets started. This is so cool. I have never seen it this empty. Mm -hmm. I think it'll, it'll make me appreciate the, you know, the actual space. Because in the evening, it's going to be chaos. It's yes. going to be chaotic. <gasps> oh... So now you are entrepreneur, restaurateur, top chef, TV, author, all of the things. How was it being a home teacher of kids virtually 
<laughs> How did that go? Oh. <laughs> Seems like you can tackle any task, but... I keep on saying that, you know what, if I get a phone call right now, chef, 5,000 people, food, next couple of hours, I'll be like, yeah, 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 we'll figure it out, right? If I get a phone call that, hey, you've got to teach math <laughs> to your 7-year-old or 10-year-old, I'll be like... 5,000 people cooking it is. It, it was insane because, you know, it's, it, I mean, first of all, my entire education has, you know, uh, or till undergrad has been in India. Mm -hmm. And this is like decades and decades ago, right? right. I'm not going to tell you how long. I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> spill the beans. But um, the, the interesting part is that the way we did math was completely different. Yes. Because even when I came here to go to CIA and we would do culinary math, the way I would do it is, you know, there was this unitary method and it's very logical in my mind. I would figure it out. And I'm like, you know, that irritating first, <laughs> first venture, which I was never in school. Uh, and I would be like, I have an answer. And everybody would, they're like, oh, yeah, that's the answer. How did you do it? And then I would go to the board and explain it. And nobody had any idea what I was talking about. I'm like, hey, listen, you got the answer, right? Because of the it. method in India the versus America. The method was completely different because it was very, it was a lot more British-based uh -huh. uh, as, as opposed to over here. And now things wow. have changed. Yeah. Because even like what you did in school is completely different from what the kids so are make doing. Make the little house and put the remainders and do the things underneath. Exactly. And now it's not that way anymore. Oh, no, not at all. And I'm like, why is it so complicated? <laughs> <laughs> because then my daughter shows it to me. I'm like, yeah, that's the answer. And she's like, how did you get it? I'm like, yeah, no, I don't even. <laughs> It's, I'm going to confuse you more. Um, are they involved in the kitchen with you? Is your family, like, is it a family affair? Uh, oh, yes. Cooking is definitely a family affair. My daughter thinks that cooking means being on TV. Okay. So every time that we are cooking, she's like looking around that, wh where is the camera? Like, why is the camera not looking at me? Uh, my husband is a really good cook, uh, though he says, when he says he's going to make, uh, start making dinner, I'm like, great, we'll have lunch tomorrow, because he takes time in cooking. Uh, and my son, as long as you can tell him that each and every element going into the, the bowl is a character from Avengers, Perfect. we are all good. <laughs> Little Spider-Man mixed oh, yeah. with some... I said, now here comes Thor. Boom! <laughs> so, yeah, it is. You know, it's, it's however you get them involved in the conversation. I feel like every family has that, like, way of getting kids to eat vegetables. You got to, like, dress it up somehow. Oh, yes, absolutely. Like, with my son, he is far less pickier, right? Mm -hmm. As long as you have Marvel going on and you keep on, you know, shoving vegetables in his mouth, he's not going to say anything. So, uh, m my daughter, she thinks that she fancies herself in being a foodie. Oh. Yeah. So why hasn't there been a Marvel chef superhero yet? I have no idea. There needs to be. What's the superpowers of a chef? A superpower of a chef is to make sure that anything that is put in the plate in front of you is delicious. That's what it is. That's way more magic than the guy who shoots the bow and arrow. Absolutely. I mean, seriously, <laughs> Hawkeye. Hawkeye, that's what his name is, right. I'm telling you, I'm like... COVID has taught us that more than what we needed to know about the MCU. Yes. That, that's, that's what it's taught us. Um, so you have a lot going on. You got all the restaurants, you're traveling, you got the shows. Why did you come to D.C.? Why was it important to be here for this event? Today? You know, I was invited uh, for this event, um, B.C., that's before mm -hmm. COVID. And when I came over, I just absolutely fell in love with what this event is all about. Um, we in the food industry, we, we start looking at food very cerebrally after some time. We're like, okay, how do you make a beautiful dish? How do you make a delicious dish? And after some time, you realize that a lot of people don't have the luxury for that, right? Yeah. The basic luxury to get food. 
right? And um, and that I think to me is the most important part. The part that, especially now after COVID, how mm -hmm. it is getting the community together, mm -hmm. right? Which is very important. How it is nourishing. Food not only nourishes your stomach and your body, but it also nourishes your soul. Yeah. And the fact is that we've seen through COVID um, that the food insecurity really went up. Yeah. So when I was invited back, I'm like, yes. Like, why wouldn't I do this? This is absolutely incredible. And it's such a well-run event. Like, there is so much fun. There is, you know, it makes you feel good. Well, and you have like such an opportunity to travel the country and help out organizations like this around the country. And so here in D.C., we're like, oh, Central Kitchen's amazing. Millions of Meals, our program that gets people back out of you know, incarceration into jobs. We help with food insecurity. Like, yeah, we got this new state-of-the-art place happening. Is the Central Kitchen something that is really unique in this country that you've seen so far? It absolutely is because to me, what I love about organizations like D.C. Central Kitchen is the fact that not only does it provide food for people who need it, it also provides dignity, mm -hmm. right? At times, I mean, think about, think about a family who is food insecure, that you, you've got to get food for your family. And to a lot of people who've never been in that situation before, to have the feeling that it's, an, it's a handout, that, that, that doesn't leave you feeling good, yeah. right? What I love about DC Central Kitchen is that there is dignity in making sure, you know, of people getting that nourishment, mm -hmm. and that is important to me because you can you can feed you can feed a person. That's not that's not a difficult job, but feeding people with the much needed dignity that this is okay, you'll right. be out of it, right? We are here to help you when you need it. That I think that that's what gives me goosebumps and I think that's what makes this organization as special as it is. DC Central Kitchen's mission is to use food as a tool to strengthen bodies, empower minds, and build communities. If you want to get involved and help out, go to dccentralkitchen.org. And you talk about flavor and you talk about spice. Um, with, with your home cuisine from India, I am a German Polak, so I didn't grow up with a lot of Indian spices. Come on, <laughs> what is it? Curry worst. Let's not even go. I'm just kidding. So what what would you suggest as like the like the basics for someone to get into Indian food? I, I think one of the biggest things is to to stop thinking that spice is equal to hot. Because spice can come in so many forms, right? They are sweet spices like cinnamon and star anise and cardamom. Uh, you know, they are uh, smoky spices like cinnamon or grassy spices like coriander. And then again, they are hot spices, right? It is that perfect balance of those different spices. So if you don't like hot, great. Skip those hot spices. Start with enjoy the, the sweet spices, right? You're making something as simple as an omelette. It, put a touch of turmeric in it and it will not only give it that beautiful, you know, yellow glow and it's morning sunshine on a plate, but it will also give it that little bit of that mustardy flavor that you get from turmeric. So baby steps, that's what it's all about. Those are all really great tips. Yeah.
Um, when you're writing your book and you're coming up with that recipes and things like that, how many of them do you leave on the cutting room floor? I imagine it's like an artist who writes an album, right? And they're like, I wrote 40 songs. And they're oh like, cool, God. you can use 10. So I've got to tell you this. Uh, the, the book, uh, my latest book, which has come out, Chart, we went to India for this because mm -hmm. to me it was more of an ode to um, the, uh, you know, the street vendors or the vendors who would come to the trains to sell their foods. Um, because they created, they made that journey so much more palatable and so much more delicious. So we went to India. I wanted the, phot the, the photographs to be organic, to just capture the essence of it. Six days, we <laughs> ate 660 dishes, and I'm not even kidding you. Because How do you every even time, do that? Every time we would write, and then Jody is like, da 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 You know, she would be writing each and every mm -hmm. dish. And in the end, when we were flying back, I'm like, Let's just count. We started counting and we were like, dang, like mind blown, right? That's um, 110 dishes a day. You had yes. to have slept at some point. Oh my God. We were, we were committed. <laughs> we were committed. Wherever we would see a street, I know. I mean, wherever we would see, we would just go over there. We're like, yeah, one of everything. And they would look at us like we're crazy. We're like, uh, 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 one of actually everything. <laughs> and the, the, the photography is beautiful. It's gorgeous. We captured so much. Um, I joke with, uh, with my editor, uh, Raquel, who did an incredible job, that I have enough recipes to have four volumes right. of, of the books. The editing was the toughest part for me. Yeah. Because I literally, I send all the recipes to my co-author, Jody, and I'm like, you choose what you want. And then she would send it to, you know, our editor. And then she was like, okay, th these are the things which would mo make more sense. So, so that's what it is. Yeah, it was, um, I, I would say 75% was, is still on the shop floor. Wow. Yeah. So there will be more volumes is what you're telling me. Who knows? Who knows? Um, let's let's keep walking. I think we're getting we're yes. getting some heavy machinery moving around here. So we're overlooking um, the main floor where all the restaurants are going to be. There's 60 plus restaurants that have come I out know. this year, which we didn't know what we were going to get, and that's amazing. We got that many. That is so cool. What goes through your mind as you're getting ready? Because we'll put this podcast out after the event. As you're getting ready to battle with Andrew against Tom Calicchio and Kristen Kish. There's only one word which goes in my mind. Why? <laughs> Why did I say yes to this? I'm just hoping that uh, that Andrew can get the can bring the win home. <laughs> you know each other, so is there like talk beforehand of like, hey, we should look to this oh, yeah. palette maybe based oh on God. whatever this ingredient is, because there is the special ingredient that's coming up. Hey, listen, to me, this is it. Okay, I always tell people, when you show up, show up, do your homework. As a chef. One of the most incredible things about what we do is to make a dish successful or to make an event successful, you need to mise, right? Mm -hmm. The mise en place has to be in place. Of course, we are going to do our homework. We've done our homework. We've connected. We've figured out. We have a strategy in place. Very nice. I will not tell you what it is. I would never even ask you. And also, I know what the secret ingredient is, and I will never tell you. Dang. <laughs> really? I do. <laughs> maybe we do a yes or no. Maybe okay. we do a, a cold or warm, there right? There you go. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give you a couple of warm and colds. Go ahead. Uh, is it a protein? You're very cold. Very cold. Uh, is it a vegetable? You're also cold. Oh, dang. I'll give you two more because I'm getting nervous. Okay. <laughs> is, it, is it a dry ingredient? Cold. Is it a refrigerated ingredient? Yes, because it's cold, but you're hot. <laughs> if that makes sense. You're okay. getting closer. Okay. Fine, one more. 
God, there can be so many ingredients. Just one more. Um, is it... Well, we're only walking a mile. <laughs> I know, that is true. Come on, Manit, let's go, let's go. Is it dairy? Could be. Yes, you're hot. Okay. That's about as far as I'm going to go. I'll let you off the hook. Because <laughs> dairy can be an entire whole world. It could be a lot of things, but it's also not a protein. Okay, stop. I'm going to get myself in trouble. Okay, whatever. It's all right. We'll figure it out. I'm not concerned. <laughs> Problem with our chefs is that simple doesn't exist in our mind. Yes. So I am more afraid of me overcomplicating things. Right. I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. So just honing it in is going to be the toughest part. Is that the advice you give people who are on the many, many shows you've been a part of? Yes, I think that is one of the biggest things I tell people is keep it simple. Mm -hmm. Keep it simple. You know, we think that this is one opportunity we have to show off our skills, to show off our entire 20, 25 years of experience in these 10 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. That's BS. <laughs> All you have to do is just make sure that you make something which is good. Competition cooking is as much about food as it is about the strategy of how you win. Where do you think the world of like food TV and food content is going with TikTok and Instagram? And you know, you're crushing it on social media. Was that a whole other skill set to learn? Actually, no. And, and that's the funny part about it because I mean, I think around six, seven years ago, I was like, oh, social media, it's going to be hot. So I got somebody to do it for me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get any engagement because, you know, your audience is, is very smart. Mm -hmm. they, know your, they know your voice, even though it's not your voice. So to me, I, I just realized that what works for me is just being who I am, being as authentic as possible, being, mm -hmm. being beneath. Right, because I can't be anybody else. It's too exhausting to be anybody Sounds else. A lot of work, right? Truly. Yeah. So all I do is like I I uh, I put things on um, on my social media that I enjoy. Right. There, I make these reels which are hey, I'm cooking dinner. This is what I'm having for dinner. There's nothing fancy. When I'm on the sets, I love doing this these transformation uh, transformation or these transition. Like it's it's fun because. The people who are with you, that's your family. So you're, you're, you're creating that moment. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that, that's what I do. I, I don't think too much about it. Your TED talk, you talked about not venturing and no growth. You've grown a lot. What are you still venturing toward? To me, what I do every year, as I got older, I promised myself that I'm going to do one thing which is completely out of my realm of comfort, right? Because even though yeah, there is a difference between working hard and there's a difference between exploring uh, things outside your realm of comfort. I work hard, no questions about it. Mm -hmm. But I'm comfortable with the hard work that I'm doing. They're two different things, yeah. right? I'm comfortable, yeah, I've got to get on a flight, I've got to come over here, I've got to get on the stage. I've become comfortable in doing that, right? But every year I do one thing which is out, outside my realm of comfort. It could be something ridiculous. It is something that frightens me. It is something that I'm like, why did I say yes to this? I'm so excited right? for whatever this year's is going to uh, be. I, I still haven't figured out what this year is going to be, but the TED Talk was definitely one of those things mm -hmm. because I am, I am not a person, you can have a conversation with me, but I'm not the kind of person who can um, rehearse entire scripts yeah. because to me, I go on a tangent right mm -hmm. like for interviews people are like okay we'll send you for we'll send you questions to you know to prep you and and of course my entire PR company like goes batshit crazy <laughs> because I'm like no please don't do that yeah. because you want an authentic answer from me catch me at that moment because mm -hmm. then you'll get the most honest answer from me yeah. right uh, so uh, like a couple of years back I was um, 
I did the local version of Dancing with the Stars. Fantastic. Which was Well, Nashville's got so great in, talent, too. Yeah, oh my God, exactly. <laughs> Their locals are Faith Hill and Shania oh, Twain. Please, my it was, um, it, it, like, I look at it and I cringe <laughs> because I was so bad. But also, I'm a chef, so I was competing to win it. Yeah, of uh, And I definitely won, like, you know, the crowd favorite because nice it was all the antics which was around it. <laughs> um, um, then, uh, oh, a couple of years back, I, uh, or I don't even know now, I said yes to doing um, a Hallmark movie. Okay. It's called Secret Ingredient. I am the secret ingredient. Uh, I'm the Cupid in it. Uh, again, it was, it was really tough because, because of all the scripts that mm -hmm. I had to learn. And that is a lot. I realize I don't take the easy way out and because I don't take the easy way out the returns are also always more exponential so yeah nothing gained you know nothing ventured nothing gained and you know the funny part about that um, that mantra in my life mm -hmm. I had just come from India uh, I, I had joined CIA um, this was 98 uh, my first email address hotmail which I keep to date and while I was setting it up I don't know why I did that I wrote that nothing ventured, nothing gained. Because I had just come from India, I was the only Indian on campus, and I'm like, you know when, when they say the audacity of hope? Yeah. That's what it was, like I'm going to make it over here. And, and, and so it gives me goosebumps, like being at the White House, taking my mom to meet, you know, Michelle Obama and, you know, President Obama, like, yeah. you know, you're like, okay, they did something right, and I, like, hopefully I'm doing something right so it's 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 a very it's it's a it's a humbling story to just have that like what I am where what I love is the number of people who reach out to me mm -hmm. and they're like thank you for doing what you're doing because seeing you do it I I think I can do it too and I write back I'm like there's no thinking over over here of course you can do it no yeah. questions about it so so to me I, I I do think that it is it's changing a lot People are seeing a lot more women doing things that were traditionally stereotype, stereotypical men's role. Right. And, and I always tell people that, you know, you've got to be smart about the people around you. Okay. You cannot be everything. You cannot. Right. Mm -hmm. I know what my strengths are and I play to my strengths. But I also surround myself with people who are very good at what they do. And that is it. That is the association. I know that I'm not good at accounting and, and, uh, and you know, taxes or sales. But the person who I associate with myself with is the best at it. Yeah. Right? I have an understanding of it. That's not my passion. That's not, you know, the path that, that I took, mm -hmm. you know. But Kevin did. So great, Kevin. Th that's yours. Go get it, right? Kevin. Go. I think one of the biggest follies of youth is you think you can do it all by yourself. You cannot. Be open to the fact that it is amazing to have a team. It's amazing to be with people who, um, who can bring it home with you, for you. And that's important. Any parting words for us? Just, I mean, uh, it sounds so cliche, but I think the biggest thing is that live in the moment. Right? People like, always ask me, they're like, how do you manage this? Like with your schedule, you've got young kids. You know, how can you be a, you know, how can you be a business person, a, a chef, a TV personality, a mom, a wife, a daughter? How can you do all of that? 
the only way I can do it is because the moment I find myself in gets 100% of Manith. That is it. Right? I'm not living with what I have to do tomorrow or what happened yesterday. I'm giving 100% to the moment I find myself in. And people will be amazed at how, how much balance you can find in that moment. Right. Because balance is a myth. It doesn't exist. Just live in the moment and enjoy it. Mani, thank you very much. Thank You're amazing. you. Oh, thank you. I could walk a marathon with you. Oh, yes. Anytime. <laughs> Already. A big thanks to our guest, Manit Chauhan, and the crew from DC Central Kitchen for making this episode happen. If you love Walk a Mile, please go ahead and share it with a friend. Grab the link, send a text, leave a review. Podcasts move best by word of mouth. So I'm told by people who have successful podcasts. Shout out to Patricia Anderson and Virginia Joyce for assisting on this episode. Walk a Mile with Tommy McFly is produced by Real Fun Content. Mm-hmm.